Welcome back to the Blaze Podcast and today we are speaking about victim or victor and this just hits home so good. I've gone through so many trials, so many tribulation and today I'm speaking about some of these things and I'm speaking about the mentality of when you face things that make you weak. So just as Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians 12, he said, I rejoice in my suffering and God is strong when I am weak. So today I want you to know that it's okay to not be okay. God is being strong when you are not okay. So as you listen to this, may you be blessed and may you find your victory today. Victim or victor? Victim or victor? Let me see, raise of hands, who feels like the year is just getting to you? Getting to you. Who feels like the year is just, it's horrible. This end of this year is just the worst part of this year. The exams are bad, everything is just, everything's getting to you. That's me included. That's me included. And I want to tell you guys, I want to bring you a moment of honesty and vulnerability here. Last night as I was working on this message and working on the graphics, nothing went right. I couldn't get the stupid little white block in the middle. And you think, okay, but how difficult is that? Not very difficult. But I was going through the spiritual attack, this battle of nothing's working out. Nothing is right on the thing. The text doesn't want to work. I couldn't remember what I wanted to say today. Nothing wanted to work. Absolutely nothing. The text didn't even want to flip at the bottom. The squares moved all over the place. The text that I copied, copied wrong, and then I had to undo, and I'd undo the whole thing. And I was in a moment where I literally just cried. Couldn't remember a word I wanted to say today. So what I want to say to you is that I'm not preaching this to you today. I'm not coming here telling you, hey, everything's going to be fine and life is great. I'm coming to you today saying, I'm myself standing right here, right now, is in a spiritual battle, fighting to be a victor and not be stuck as a victim. So as we just close our eyes before I start, just remind yourself that God is here today and He is all-powerful. And that He is speaking to you right now, not me. So God, as we come and we listen to what You have to say to us, Lord, we ask that You bless our hearts, that You open up our minds to what You have to say. Not what I have to say and what I think I need to say, Lord, but I ask that You will come and You will preach through me. Pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Victim or victor? So I want to start off with the victim mentality. And it's something that I've read on the past week. It's the victim mentality. And that's the mentality of everything's going to just go bad. It doesn't matter how good something is now. Five minutes from now, just watch. It's going to go bad. Anybody experienced that before? It's like that slide is going to be fine just now. Okay. And then two minutes later, I'm going to copy the next text. And it's just going to go wrong. This test went great, but watch, tomorrow is just going to be horrible. I'm okay now for five minutes, but watch, in an hour, someone's going to say something to me. In two hours, something's going to happen to me. I just had the biggest blessing in my life, but you know what? 
it's just going to go wrong. It's just going to go horribly wrong. Nothing will ever work out. Is there anybody that feels like that right now? That is what you call the victim mentality. And the victim mentality can either drive you to be a victor or it can get you stuck as a victim. So today, I'm not going to preach for much long, but all I have for you is four verses and three steps. Four verses and three steps. So the three steps to becoming the victor you were meant to be. The first step is be aware. Be aware. Philippians 4 verse 12 to 13, Paul writes this to the Philippian church. He says, I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. I know how to get along and live humbly in difficult times. Who of you can honestly say you live humbly in a difficult time? Anyone. What does that mean to live humbly in a difficult time? That means that you're literally sitting there telling God, thank you that I'm suffering. I'm getting along with my suffering. Thank you, God, that you have given me this opportunity to suffer a bit. It says, I can get along. I know how. And I also know how to enjoy abundance and live in prosperity, in good and bad. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing life. Whether well-fed or going hungry, whether having an abundance or being in need, I can do all things. Before I read that, Paul is literally saying here that he knows the secret of facing life, and that is to be humble all the time. It doesn't matter whether things are going great, whether you have abundance or whether you are in need. It doesn't mean if you have the most food that you can eat or whether you're sleeping hungry. It says you need to be humble in your difficult times. And just get this before I read this next part. Paul is writing this from prison. Okay? Paul is not writing this from having a good life. Before this happened, Paul was stoned a couple of times. Okay? With rocks. Okay, He was in prison a couple of times. He was almost dead a couple of times. This guy has gone through it all. He's not writing this from a standpoint, the most richest man on earth, that's saying to the poorest of poor people, everything will be okay. This is a guy that went through it. And he says this to them, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens me and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I'm self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. I'm ready for anything and equal to anything through Him who infuses me with inner strength and confident peace. Inner strength and confident peace. I'm sure if I ask right now, 99% of us can say that we don't have inner peace and confident peace. And if you do, then I'm really proud of you and I'm really glad for you. Let's look at this. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Paul is aware that he is at a weak place. He is aware that he's in prison. The same that you have to be aware when you are weak. You have to be in that space and say, Okay, I am weak. I see what's going on around me. One of my friends is one of those overly positive people. Everything is falling apart, but you can't stop her smiling. 
Anybody know someone like that? That's just overly positive. It's like, it's almost bad how positive they are. Because they're not aware of what's going on around them. So Paul says, I am self-sufficient, not on my own sufficiency. I'm not going to get through this on my own. I'm not going to get out of prison on my own. I'm not going to go through this exam on my own. I'm not going to go through this breakup on my own. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. The whole time this verse looks back to the picture of Christ, back to the cross. I'm self-sufficient in Christ, not in myself. Whatever I am going through is because of Him, and I will get through it because of Him. He says, I'm ready for anything. Who of you feel ready for anything that can happen right now? That means your parents can pass away and you're ready. That means you can fail this grade that you're in now and you're ready for that. That means that whatever happens, you can be almost killed right now and you're ready. Who can say that? Anyone. You see, Paul says, because of Christ's sufficiency in me, I am ready for anything. And then he brings the whole curveball and equal to anything. What does that mean? That means that whatever you're facing right now, you're equal to that. Christ's power in you makes you equal to that weakness. That victim mentality that you have of, I'm never going to get out of this. That's not Christ-like because Christ says, I'm putting you equal to that. That thing is not stronger than you. It's not stronger than me. You're equal to that. Through Him who infuses you. I love this word in the Amplified Version, infuse. Do you know what happens when you infuse something? If you drink infused coffee, you literally pour the flavor inside of the coffee. It's not this extra layer like an orange that has a, a peel and something inside. It's something that's inside of something. It's like putting lemon inside of the orange. Okay? He infuses you with inner strength and confidence, peace. And the second step, and this is the difficult one, the second step to becoming a victor is be weak. And now we're like, whoa, okay. First one I got, I need to be aware of my situation. I need to be aware of what's happening around me. But be weak. Why do I need to be weak? The world is telling me that weakness is not good. That if I'm weak, I'm not a good person. If I'm weak, I'm not strong enough. The world is telling us even that if I'm weak, my faith is not good enough. The second step is be weak. Romans 8 verse 18. For I consider from a standpoint of faith that the sufferings of this present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. Be weak. Do you know what's the best way to becoming Better again when you're weak is to just be weak. Because the victim mentality tells us that I need to get out of this now. Otherwise, I'm not good enough. I can't cry in front of people because then I'm not good enough. I can't face the suffering because then I'm not good enough. Then my faith is not strong enough. Then I'm not believing enough. I'm not reading enough. I'm not praying enough. You know what that is? That's lies. If there's one person 
that was ever allowed to say they were a victim, it's Jesus. It is Jesus. You know what happened? One of his disciples, the person, one of his people that went three years on ministry with him, gave him away the night before he was arrested. Do you know that Jesus knew coming to earth that he's going to die on a cross? Would you like to live for 30 years knowing that you're going to just die, being tortured, being lashed with a whip? If there's one person that can say they were a victim, it's Jesus. And if there's one person that took time to be weak, it's Jesus. Do you know that the night before Jesus was arrested, he sweat blood. He sweat blood. Do you know how anxious and how weak you need to be to sweat blood? I can just imagine what he was going through. Then why are we listening to the world that's telling us if you're weak, you're not a, your faith is not strong enough? When Jesus, our Savior, the one who died on the cross for us, was also weak. When Jesus also took time to go into the garden, you know what Jesus asked God that night? He said, Father, take this cup from me. Take this cup. If this is not necessary, if I don't need to do this, please take it from me. Even Jesus was at a point where he asked God, take this suffering away from me. Then how much more can we take time to be weak and ask God, take this from me. For I consider from a standpoint of faith that the suffering of the present life, that what you're facing right now, I think that you're thinking of as I'm preaching, that anxiety, that depression, that self-hatred, that suffering of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed. What you are facing now, 10 years from now, you're going to laugh at that. You're going to think back and you're going to be like, if only I knew that what I'm facing now, 10 years later, is so much bigger and the glory that I've received is so much more, then that was a joke. That exam period, that was a joke compared to what I have now. Be weak. Take time to cry. Take time to just be a weak person. If you're taking notes, even in your mind, it's okay to not be okay. Don't let the world tell you you can't be okay. It's okay to not be okay. Okay? Amen? You guys still with me? It's okay to not be okay. If Jesus, our Savior, took time to not be okay, then how much more can we just take time and cry? How much more can we just break down in a moment and just be weak? And I want you to get this because a lot of people I tell this to, they be weak for one day and then the next day, no, everything's fine. I'm going to win this thing. And then they have another breakdown. And like, oh, I'm such a bad person and everything's going wrong again. And I'm just like, you never were weak. You were weak for a day. You fooled yourself because you weren't weak. You were just trying to figure out how you're going to get through this and fake it. The fake it till you make it thing, it doesn't work, okay? It doesn't work. Be where you are. 
be who you are in that moment. If you are a weak person in that moment, that's fine. Then be a weak person. Don't let the world push you towards victory. You've got to remember that Christ already died on the cross. That's why it's the symbol that you see everywhere. He died on the cross. You are fighting from victory. You have already won. So stop fighting towards it. Start fighting from it. When you are weak, you are making God strong. Paul writes in 2 Corinthians 12. He says, when I am weak, I am strong. The second one is God. When I am weak, He is strong in you. When God works the most, when does He speak to you the most? When you're crying, when you're breaking down, when you're searching for Scripture, hoping that it would speak to you. Christ, before He started His ministry, God, the Spirit, led Him into the wilderness. He led Him into the desert for 40 days. We read of three things that happened there. He tempted Him three times, the devil. And that wasn't like a quick, like, hey, I'm going to try to catch you with this verse, and then this one, and then this one. Okay, cool, you're good for ministry, go. This thing took 40 days. Do you know what it's like 40 days in the desert? No, none of us do. Walking in literally a dress and sandals, your feet are full of sand and dust. It's 45 degrees. You have no water, it's the desert. You don't have food. Can you imagine how weak Jesus was in those 40 days? Being tested and tempted for ministry. Even God tested his own son, the perfect human being, before he went into ministry. How much more is he going to test us? And how much more can we just take time to be weak? I want to stress this so much because we, oftentimes, something happens to us. Maybe you're in a weak moment. And the first thought that you have is one of two. Either I'm never going to get out of this, or two, I need to get out of it now. And both of them are wrong. You need to just be weak in that moment. And take time. Don't be weak for five minutes or just cry for ten minutes. Take a week. Take two weeks. Take a month if you have to. But be weak and do it properly. Break down properly. Because that is when God works and that's when He's going to build you up. The third point, the third step, surrender. And two weeks ago, we spoke about this in emotion. You guys remember? In emotions, we said you need to be aware of your emotions and you need to surrender your emotion. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 17. For our momentary light distress... Paul is being so sarcastic here. Our momentary light distress. Just remember, he's still in prison here. He's almost on his deathbed. After this, he gets decapitated. Okay? Light distress. Paul is just like, you know what? I've died almost a couple of times. I've been stoned a couple of times. But I have light distress. This passing trouble is producing for us producing for us an internal weight 
of glory, a fullness beyond all measure, surpassing all comparisons, a transcendent splendor and an endless blessedness. This what you're facing now, if you surrender that, and through surrendering being weak, you are producing, not hoping, producing. That means you're working it. You're literally making it happen for yourself. An internal weight of glory. And there's a few big words. Surpassing all comparisons. It means that nothing that you're facing now can compare to what you're going to have. A transcendent splendor. A happiness that's going to exceed everything. An endless blessedness. Unending blessings and blessings and blessings. And you know what? Your weakness is also a blessing. A momentary light distress. Passing trouble. Do you see the key words here? Momentary. Passing. It means it's not going to last forever. That victim mentality that tells you, I'm never going to get out of this. The Bible says, no, my friend. You are wrong. This is now. You still have a whole life in front of you. This is now. Ten years from now, you're going to face something even bigger. One thing I want to tell you. If you want an easy life, listen to this closely. If you want an easy life, don't be a Christian. If you want an easy life, if you just want to be happy-go-lucky, sunshine, rainbows the whole time, don't be a Christian. Jesus said to his disciples, the world will hate you. Not, I'm not going to like you, will hate you because of me. They will hate you because of him. But Paul writes, this is momentary. Heaven is waiting for us. John 15 verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. Without a vine, you can't have branches, and without branches, there's no vine. I am the vine, and you are the branches. The one who remains in me, and I in him, bears much fruit. If you surrender this weakness to Christ, and you are in him, and he in you, you will bear much fruit. This is where it comes in. This is why you have to surrender, and why you have to be weak. For otherwise, apart from me, that is, cut off from vital union with me. Vital union. What does vital mean, guys? Vital means the stuff you need. Like, you need to breathe to live, right? Quickly stop breathing for the next while until I'm finished preaching and see if you're still alive. It's vital. You need to breathe. You need to eat. Your body needs nutrition. Danae, when they're in a hospital, what do they ask? What is his? Vitals, right? Vitals, the stuff we need. It says, if you are apart from me, you are cut off from the vital union with me. If you are in a weak time and you just say, I just have to be better right now, you are cutting yourself off from that vine that says you need to be here now. God won't put you in a weak point if He doesn't want you there. He won't put you there if He doesn't want you there. If you are cut off from vital union with me, you can do nothing. 
Have you ever been in a weak spot and you're like in that victim mentality of I have to get this out now. I need to be better. Just boom, snap. I'm, be- I'm a better person now. Do you ever get anything right after that? Maybe it works for a day or a week for you and then all of a sudden everything's just even worse than it was. Why? Because if you cut off from the vital union with God, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit, you can do nothing. It doesn't matter how much you lie to yourself and say to yourself, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm just going to get through this. That will just stay behind. You remember in emotions, I told you I'm going to grab that little box that you put there and I'm going to grab it to the front and we're going to open and unpack it. You have to do the same with your weakness. There's some things that you've faced in the past. That you just walked away from. You never gave God power in that. You cut off yourself from the vine. You cut yourself off from the union. Surrender your weakness. Surrender yourself. What happens when someone's arrested? They have to surrender. They have to go down on their knees on the ground Put their arms up in the air and say, okay, I'm finished. You got me. The same way we need to be with God when we are weak. You need to get down on your knees. David ripped off his clothes and he fell to his face. Have you ever taken time to be so weak that you literally pray lying on the ground flat on your face? If not, maybe today is that time for you. Maybe today is the chance where you needed to hear this and you need to say, God, I'm going to get down on my knees and I'm going to be weak. I'm going to cry in front of everybody. Because you know what? Everyone sitting here faces something right now. Every one of you is facing something. And I can see that by the way you look at me when I preach. I can see that by the way the Spirit of the devil is trying to attack you right now, trying to tell your spirit that you don't need to hear this right now. You're going to be fine. Everything's fine. I can see the battle inside of you. Why? Because I'm battling as well. So if we're going to worship now. There's going to be a, one or two songs that's going to play. And that song, I'm going to see a victory. Do you mean that when you sing that? Do you mean it when you sing that whatever the devil means for evil, God turns to good? Your song that you sing is a prayer to God. And this first song that we're going to sing is Amazing Grace, Grace, Broken Vessel. And it speaks about even when everything, everything has gone bad, even when I'm broken, there's grace. And there's mercy. The three steps to becoming the victor that you were meant to be, not the victim. And like it says on the graphic, it's your choice. I can preach this every single week until you get tired of it, until you can preach it. But if you don't choose to be a victor right now, it's not going to happen. If you don't choose to be aware, if you don't choose to be weak, if you don't choose to surrender, it doesn't matter who you speak to, it doesn't matter how much you cry, it doesn't matter how okay you tell yourself you're going to be, you will never be okay. Because you need to take time to not be okay.
So as we worship, I want to ask you, be as vulnerable as you can be. It's you and God. Forget about the people around you. Forget about the person next to you. If you want to, even forget about everything I just said now. But this is a moment where God wants you to be weak. He wants you to open up your whole heart and tell Him, God, I surrender everything to you. And as we said two weeks ago in emotions, surrendering is not a momentary thing. It's not a one-day, one-choice thing. It's an everyday thing. You need to constantly surrender your weaknesses. Last thing I want to tell you in Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Paul writes, he says, I rejoice in my suffering. And we all know rejoice means that I'm happy, right? I'm happy, I'm clapping hands, I'm singing, everything is good. He says, I'm rejoicing in my sufferings. But for the past few years when I studied this even, I read that wrong. I thought that Paul said, we need to be those overly positive people in our weakness. We need to be happy completely with where we are. But actually what he's saying is that I need to be content with being weak. That I need to be content with being in this weak spot. And that I know victory is waiting. And victory has been won already. But I need to be content. I need to say, God, I am weak now. And I'm content with this because you want me here now. So as we close off, as we worship, I want you to be weak. If you haven't faced that first step, if you haven't become aware, if you're one of those overly positive people in your life, maybe there's one area where you need to be aware of what's going on actually. Maybe you know what's going on and you need to be weak in this moment. Maybe you have been weak for a while and you need to surrender today. But whatever you need to do, do it now. Don't wait another week. Don't wait till next year until we preach this again. Do it now. And you don't need to be better after the service. You don't need to go back to hostel, go back to home and think, okay, everything's going to be fine now. Everything's good. No. You can message me late in the week and still say, hey, I'm still weak. I'm still struggling. And that's okay. If God didn't want you there, He wouldn't put you there. Amen? Amen. So God, as we come and be weak before you, as we surrender our weaknesses, Lord, I ask that you will come and you will catch us in your arms. Holy Spirit, I ask that you will give us inner peace and inner joy that exceeds every suffering. As your word says, this light momentary distress will pass and we will get the glory, the full splendor. Lord, we ask in the moment that we are worshiping that heaven comes down on us, that the waters of heaven will flow. That with every breath we take, we know that we say your name. Lord, we ask that as we breathe out, that every negative, every anxious, every weak memory, weak point, every anxious thought, every doubt that we have about our life will go out as we breathe out.
And that as we breathe in, we breathe your spirit into our lives. We breathe your mercy and your grace and your love and joy and kindness and peace into us. Lord, may we in this moment forget about the things that are going on around us. May we forget about the people next to us. May we just be in front of you. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Well, there's a touching message for you on how you can have three practical steps to get out of a victim mentality into a victor mentality because that is really what Jesus wants you to be. He wants you to be victorious because He already has overcome for you. So as you've listened to this, may you share this with those who you know are suffering and who you know are weak right now. May you have a blessed week. And may this change your life today.